Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner, Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me alongside, as always, is the wonderfully talented Michelle Yu. Michelle, you seem like you're home again today. Not a lot of travel for you lately. Uh, I'm, I am home again today, but I am going to Pimlico. Oh, you are? I am. Oh, that's amazing. It is a very last minute deal. So this was not the plan uh, a week ago. So I am now going. Terrific. Well, I'll see you there. Coming up. That's going to be fun. When are you going? Or are you there already? I'm going uh, tomorrow night. I'll be there. I'll be there for the races on Friday and Saturday. I'm leaving Thursday, but I'll be there for the races Friday and Saturday. Well, I will surely see you there. It's going to be exciting. Show. Uh, Good guest today, Robert. Katayama, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He, he is the TOC co-rookie of the year. Michelle was kind enough to contact Robert. We're going to hear his story in just a couple of minutes after we do three things of note. So, Michelle, why don't you just kick it off, get right to the second jewel of the Triple Crown. Well, that is exactly what our first thing of note is, Billy, is that it is coming up very quickly to the Preakness. We end up with a compact field and Mage, the lone Kentucky Derby starter, to run back in the Preakness. What do you think about that? There's a lot of talk on social media, which I am trying to stay off of more and more because I just can't take it. Um, Really down on social media right now. Um, I I think it's not good for our game. I think our game has changed. Um, I probably on this show 10 years ago thought that something needs to be done um, with the spacing um, and there's a big argument going on online. I'm not sure what the right answer is, uh, but uh, you know, something needs to be done. You can't have one horse coming. I mean, thankfully it's Mage who won the Derby, so at least we have our triple crown on the line. But you know, times have changed. People don't run their horses the way they used to. I don't know. That, I, it's not a good thing. I mean, what do you think? I, I, I think the field is you know mediocre. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just feel like. If there's not a triple crown line, a lot of people don't run back. But I don't necessarily know if it's all just due to timing. Like, because if just say you have a horse that hit ran, like I don't know why two fills isn't running back, right? I don't he know. Had a really great race. Like he should yeah. run back. I get them maybe wanting to run Angel of Empire further. So like I kind of get that. Uh, part of it has to be that like not all twenty of those horses belonged in the Derby. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I, that's so, a like, that's a good point. Crushed. Why would you run back in two weeks? You think you're gonna make up 15 links on mage <clears throat> no i think that's a good point excellent point but at the same time you know as well as i do our world has changed we run horses once every four or five weeks most trainers okay the barry abrams of the world are are long gone right there's not many of those guys that wheel horses back trainers like to trainers use ragazin sheets thoroughgraph sheets all kind of figures numbers they don't want their horses to bounce um it's just a numbers have killed our game that's when it started to be a thing right when we started showing percentages and everything like that so then people don't want to hurt their percentages if we took all those away and people didn't know you could have a little bit more freedom just running your horse when they're ready to run yeah it's true but like I, I i can't say for certain even as an owner like if my horse ran fourth in the derby and ran a good race and ran his eyeballs out you know, and ran a mile and a quarter for the first and probably only time in his life two weeks ago that I'd just be like, yeah, let's run back in the Preakness. I can't, I got to tell you, I, I don't know if I'd do that. 
Now I have a question. If there was say a bonus for like accumulated <clears throat> points through all three races, the timing was the same and your horse came out good, would you maybe then reconsider? Sure. I'd have to. I mean, if there was a, if there was money, you know, involved and a big bonus or something like that, absolutely you'd have to reconsider. But the nowadays there's also a lot of there's so many opportunities that the preakness has kind of lost its luster. Okay? That's the honest to god truth, right? I mean, like really in the grand scheme of things, do you care that much about the Preakness? We do, you and me. I mean, we love the Preakness. It's, it's unbelievable. I, I would love to win the Preakness. I, I would love to have a horse in the Preakness. But most people, you know, it's kind of the Derby. And then it's, oh, here's the Belmont, you know, the the, the, the test of champions, right? It's like the Preakness kind of just... for me, that's the race I would, I would almost rather run in the Derby and the Preakness unless I had a real... Well, yeah, of course. We're we're saying very, yes, we're saying very Captain Obvious things, okay? And the world has changed. The the theories of training horses have changed. And unfortunately, you know, the Preakness bears the brunt of it. How about that? Quote me on that. I like that. Can I, since you said the the schedule has changed, the, the training situation has changed, have you heard about the Puma system? I don't know. No, I don't know what the Puma system is. Should I know that? This was an article on Blood Horse. And I guess that uh, Gustavo Delgado, who trains Mage, his nickname is the Puma. Oh, okay. (laughs) And his system that he crafted when he won uh, Venezuela's Triple Crown three times was that he trains the heck out of his horses, apparently. Um, So he gallops them longer and gives them much more rigorous exercise between slower works. And so that's what they hey, hey, they if, think works, right? So they gallop them really long and gallop them faster, but then they work like six and seven furlong works instead of like our snappy, you know, 47 and change works. Okay. Um, you know what? Here's what I have to say to that. Good for them. That's right? awesome. Like, I don't know why trainers have just fallen into this kind of what I'll call pattern training. You know, you look at it in Southern California. You know, we have to breeze every six or seven days. You know, if we miss a breeze, we may not make a race. Like, it is, it's 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 frustrating at times. You know, it, it just is. Like, there's no, I like kind of outside the box thinking. Now, yeah. it got a little crazy with Jason Service, who is in prison. A half mile in like yeah. 54. Who, who, who's, who's in prison now. But l- let's let's be honest. Like, There's no, this is going to sound weird, there's no necessarily right way to train a horse. Every trainer has their own styles. And I can tell you that the horses that are trained back east have much different training patterns than they do in Southern California. That's fact. That's absolutely fact. Um, So, you know, it goes back to my Baffertization of Southern California theory that we can discuss at another time that I've discussed ad nauseum on this podcast. But it is it is something and and good for those guys and, and honestly I hope Mage wins. I have no rooting interest other than you know uh, Ramiro was on our podcast. Uh, but you know I, I'm rooting for the Derby winner to do it again to, to because I want the sport in a positive spotlight as we have three weeks heading into the Belmont and having a potential triple crown horse is that positivity we need because there is so much negativity. We got killed during Derby week with the uh, unfortunate breakdowns, the heart attacks, whatever they were. Um, 
and, and it's just not good for our sport. And I don't want to be that guy who's just negative. I am a, you know me, I'm glass half full, I'm a positive guy. And there's times where you just get beat down, mm-hmm. you know, answering all the questions. My mom, you know, hey, what what happened there? Like, right. mom, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's difficult. It's difficult when the average fan is asking, you know, and friends, like, you probably have friends that come out of the woodworks. They know you're in the horse racing industry, and they're like, what the heck is going on there, right? Just like when Santa Anita had all those breakdowns. Mm. So uh, sorry. Am I on my soapbox right now? That's, that's all right. You're allowed to And be then you got box. Ken Rudolph with that tweet. I don't know what the hell that was. That was I, – I can't even go into that. <laughs> Honestly, I can't even go into that. You were staying off social media. Well, I saw it. I had like 13 people send it to me. Yeah, a lot of people were uh, certainly. Like, honestly, in one sentence, without just completely destroying Ken, like, what was that? I think that he just wanted to make a compelling thought against racing. I mean, for racing, like... I, I kind of get, like, where he is going with it. I think he just went too far. Okay. Okay. Right? Fair, fair enough. I, like, I I didn't like it at all. Look, and I'm, I'm if you, hey, listen, I'm a moderate, right? And and if anything, I, I lean more towards the right than I do to the left. Um, and I don't want, I don't like cancel culture. Yeah. But that was, to me, that was pretty ridiculous. That was just like so over the top and unnecessary. Like that just just didn't even it did not register with me very well. Just being mm-hmm. honest. I I won't talk you off of that. Okay. Let's go to point two. We have Mage. Who who's gonna beat Mage, by the way? I mean, everyone's gonna everyone's gonna tell you that the horse to beat Mage is on the outside, right? Yeah. First mission. First mission. Um, so right. First mission. he was a winner at the Lexington Stakes right off of his maiden special weight victory, which was done in his second start. Um, he has been pointing for this one. I mean, I guess if you're looking at Mage and he won the Kentucky Derby in his fourth start, maybe first mission wins the Preakness in his fourth start. Yeah. What do you make of... Uh... What I don't like about it. I don't like the fact that they're so lightly raced and doing so well because I think that just feeds into us racing our horses less. Yep. You're right about that. What do you feel about National Treasure drawing the rail, Johnny V, Baffert back... Uh, there's not a ton of speed in this race, and it looks like he'll probably make the lead. Do you think he can uh, be a factor? So I think National Treasure is like your Belmont winner, right? Like really? It's not tap at Trice. It's National Treasure. I've been saying that for since he was a two-year-old. I'm like, this horse is going to win the Belmont because I think he wants to get out there, and he likes to, his best race was on the lead, obviously. I feel like when he has to have pressure, he's not as good. I think that that – What's his name? Coffee with Chris. Yeah. It's going to try and put some pressure on him, and it's just going to make National Treasure maybe not as loafy as I want him to be. I feel okay. like in the Belmont, he'll be able to go and use his, like, natural, like, speed and just kind of go around their gate to wire. But here, I do think that Coffee with Chris is going to pressure him. If Mage breaks, maybe he's not too far back. We know First Mission's not going to be too far back. So yeah. while we don't have a lot of, quote-unquote, speed everyone's breathing down his neck waiting to pounce right okay. so is he impossible no but he's not going to get the trip i really want i understand that's good analysis from one of the best in the business michelle you i saw you're on the in the money media thing tonight 
Like to go yes. over the Preakness horses. We're going to do a live stream. We're talking about, all, I looked at all kinds of races today. Did you look at the James W. Murphy? I did. I looked at, I looked at who do you every like, race. Who do you like in the James W. Murphy? I can look, tell me what, well, let me see what number it is. I can pull it the up. 12. Race 12. It is. Just give me the winner. I want to bet a big double. <laughs> I want to bet a big double. Okay. I, I like Wesley Ward's the one fantastic again. Really? Mm-hmm. So you just picked against our horse. You didn't even realize it was us. No, your horse is second for me. Okay. Rock. All right. We get the On second. Outside, I, I mean, like, if he shows a little bit more... You don't like the addition of the addition of blinkers? On. Yeah, like I think he'll sit a beautiful trip, and you get second off the break. I mean, there's a lot of things. That what about what about Webslinger coming back and winning at Churchill? Yeah, you like that? I like. I'm telling you, my my top four picks are one, nine, two, three, okay. and the reason I put Fantastic again on top is only because I like a horse that he's on the rail and he's got speed. I and you. I just think that he's going to go out there and, and blitz around. And okay. when if unless your horse picks it up a touch more with the blinkers on, that just sets him up for like kind of a either a wide trip yeah. or you know what I mean. Maybe yeah. not the cleanest of trips. No, I agree. Okay. Okay. Very good. I appreciate your honesty. Uh, <laughs> Robert Katayama is coming up uh, in a minute here. As soon as we get through these three things of note, Michelle, you and I don't usually okay. talk this much lately. It's, we're, at, we're at thirteen minutes. Okay, so, uh, well, you know, Billy had a soapbox to get through for sure. <laughs> uh, just real quick, because I feel like we have to kind of tap, tap on it. The second thing of note is that Forte was disqualified from his hopeful win um, for an overage of Meloxicam, and they're waiting for trial. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this, honestly. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. I, I, who do you believe? They asked to hold off till after the Triple Crown. I do think it's crazy that um, Pletcher says he's never given it. Like, that's crazy to me, for sure. Why um, is that? Why is that? I don't know. It's, it's, it's I don't like even a, know. I've never even heard of that, by the way. Okay, so I hadn't either. I looked it up. I actually give it to Olivia's Pony every day. <laughs> it's like a low dose of butte, but it's called, it was called something different, right? Right, right. Um, and it's so like, because she's like arthritic. So you give it to her every day instead of like butte, which can tear them up inside. Right. And it's like supposed to be given like over an extended period of time. Okay. So like, and now I'm like, okay, so I know what it is. I have it in my possession at the farm. Um, so like it's not like a nefarious substance you just can buy it right but like for him to say oh i've never given it to him is crazy right normally you'd say like oh yeah he got it at one point right or contamination whatever. or something yeah. yeah i don't know i i don't know I, I i'm so tired of it honestly i've already told you i was negative today negative nelly and i really have no interest in talking All about right. this i'm gonna stuff. finish out our three things of note then with Good. some positivity yeah ready yep okay this is along the lines of my full patrol, Billy. This I love it. Is da -da 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 -da, sires with their first winners. Okay. So I'm very excited. So all of our freshman sires, which I felt like we have a really great class of freshman sires, um, got off the bench with Matoli having the very first winner, but it was in Russia. Okay. Well, but still, first freshman sire with the winner. Um, Omaha Beach also with his first winner over at Belmont Park. I believe Tom Morley trained that horse, but I don't know who owned it. Um, and Vino Rosso got his very first winner at Horseshoe Indianapolis. That is positive, Michelle. I'd like to do, before we uh, take a quick break and talk to Robert Katayama, 
I would like you to give me the Larry Comus call of the Preakness. Oh, I don't know if I do a good Larry Colmus. All right, well, let give me a Michelle Yu call of the stretch run of the <laughs> two thousand. Because oh these gosh. are this really makes me smile and it really gets me in a good mood when I hear your race calls. So I would like you can even do at the you know at the at the eighth pole. Okay, at you the, don't even, okay down the stretch they come. I'm gonna throw that in there. Yeah. And down the stretch they come, National Treasure still in front, but they're all catching up to him now, and his lead has diminished. Coffee with Chris going backwards completely, Red Route 1 unleashed at the rail. It's first mission coming right by, and here's Mage. Mage is unleashed. It's the race we hope for, Mage, and first mission going to be Mage. Oh, I love it. I just got the chills. <laughs> I just got the chills. You turned my entire day around. I would have liked I would have liked I would have liked you to throw in and here's the derby winner mage you know something like that the derby winner you know what I mean uh, yeah but, should have. Uh, okay. that's why Larry's the professional I know we should just get Larry on the line and have him do a preview oh yeah should we call it? let's he hates when we do that though didn't we have him on for another race and he was like I don't want to tell like what yeah. I'm thinking yeah we did we did all right let's uh let's take a quick break we'll be back with the TOC rookie of the year the Owner's Box is brought to you in part by Gainsway. We're thrilled to once again be partnered with Gainsway Farm for 2023. Gainsway stands up-and-coming stallion McKinsey. McKinsey produced 16 six-figure first crop weanlings, the most of any first crop sire, yielding $135,000 weanling average. At Keeneland January, McKinsey produced the two highest-priced first crop yearlings at $250,000 and $220,000, which was well above the $145,000 sales average. Additionally, at Phasic tipped in February, McKinsey had the highest price first crop yearling at $200,000. do not miss out on your opportunity. For more information, visit Gainsway.com. Gainsway, power, passion, performance. That was very good, Michelle. And I just still, add that at the end. I know you way, do. So and do you, know, do you, you know the McKinsey story, right? Who he was named after? Brad McKenzie? Yeah, Brad McKenzie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good story. The Owner's Box is brought to you in part by Santa Anita Park, and we are proud to be partnered with The Great Race Place for their 2023 Hollywood Meet. Every weekend hosts the $10,000 Santa Anita Pick'em Contest, which is an online contest mixing popular sports and props offered every Saturday and Sunday. There is $500 in prize money to the top winner every day. Finally, you can also get involved in the $7,500 Show Viber Contest. Play in Santa Anita's free online game. Select one horse a day to compete for prize money across six different categories. Again, that's free and you can play at santaanita.com forward slash contests. Also, we have free admission Fridays and the Golden Hour Pick 4, which is the last two races at Santa Anita and the last two races at Golden Gate, a dollar minimum and a player-friendly 15% takeout. And if you're looking for a great place to watch the races from, every weekend, the Golden Road Pub is back with live racing and all the live sporting action. The package comes with admission, a draft beer, drink specials all day and more. All right, back here on the Owner's Box, very special guest, Robert Kachiyama. Did I say it better that time, Robert? Yep, that was perfect. Perfect. See, Michelle, it just takes a little bit of practice, and you get it right. Robert is the TOC Co-Rookie of the Year. Robert, first of all, congratulations. That's a nice little honor. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, when I got the call, I was honestly pretty shocked. Well, Did you know that you were up for Rookie of the Year? I did um, about a month and a half ago or so. Johnny Tabawada uh, sent me an email saying that I might be nominated, so look out for a couple <laughs> emails. I kind of knew, um, but I didn't think I had any shot at all. 
Well, how close is TOC Rookie of the Year to, like, let's say, winning an Oscar? <laughs> I, I, they're on the same level, if you ask me. I agree. I agree. I think it's a prestigious award. And uh, But let, before we I, get into I that. Can I just give a real quick? So um, there were 13 nominees for the award, and both Robert and also Lisa, Lisa Rodriguez were our two winners. I think we have a Northern and a Southern California Okay. Um, winner, and you have to be a, win- a a new owner within the last year, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, I thought you were asking me. I have no idea, but that's. Oh no, that's uh, Robert. Yeah, that's good. All right, Robert. Like before we talk about that, I want to get into your horses, but tell us a little bit about your story. Give us your background, your history with with ownership. Obviously, you've just gotten into the game, but I assume you were a fan before. Give us. Uh, tell us. You know, I, I know this is Fresno, right? Uh, not Canada, as I previously suspected, but uh, give us a story. So yeah, I, like I said, I've been a fan of horse racing my whole life. Uh, my grandfather actually got myself and the rest of my family kind of in, into the sport as a fan and would take us to the Fresno Fair every October when it came to town so we could watch live racing. But he would travel from Bay Meadows to Hollywood Park from Fresno to go watch himself. Um, and it all kind of took off in 2021 um, at the big Fresno Fair. Johnny Tubblewatt, I met him for the first time down by the paddock. And he actually introduced me to Jonathan Wong, who's my trainer. And as they say, the rest is kind of history. Um, we got back together at the Breeders' Cup in 2021 at Del Mar. And that's when things really took off. I was fully bought into ownership. My biggest thing was trying to get my family involved as well. And so after Breeders' Cup, came back home, talked to the family, got my family involved. And the summer of 2022 is when uh, we decided to go for it. And when you say go for yeah. it, what did you did you sit down and come up with a plan? Did you say, "Hey, I'm going to put X amount of money into this thing. We all let's you know we get to design silks." Like, what was the what was the story behind it? Yeah. So um, once they said let's go for it, we kind of decided, okay, what level do you want to claim at? So we all we all came up with the number. Uh, we all came up with silks, and then. When it came time to deciding the stable name, what stable name we wanted to run under, um, there was no question. People knew my grandfather is TAC, and so that's how we came up with TAC Racing. TAC, like, t- spell that. Uh, T-A-K. T-A-K. So it was named after your grandfather. Yeah. By the way, you're the second in a row grandfather got into horse racing. I'm a grandfather got me into horse racing guy, so I totally understand it. Michelle, I know you have a question. Yeah, when you said that you got your important thing was to get your family involved, are you talking about like wife and kids? Are you talking about like extended family? Like who did you have to convince? And how did you do it? Uh, the biggest one was my wife. Um, and after that, it was my parents, uh, a couple of my uncles and a couple of cousins, um, immediate family. Um, I just told them, look, I think it's a great opportunity. Um talked to Jonathan about it. We've been talking about doing this for a year. Let's just put our money where our mouth is and let's just do it and see where it takes us from there. So the initial part, I I should say, was a little bit difficult to convince them, but um, the more I talked to them about it, the more comfortable they they felt, and it was a little bit easier towards the end convincing them. What what were they reticent about? We know nothing about horse racing. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you meant that. I thought you were going to say the money. No, we're not. We know nothing about horse racing. 
other than betting, and we're not very good betters. That, <laughs> that's all right. That sounds- so tell me, can you tell me some of the questions or um, you know hurdles that you had to work through, like with your family, because that's kind of a large group to be like, okay, we all have to be on the same page here. Right, because actually there's 10 people involved in TAC racing. Um, I'm kind of, I kind of just run the day-to-day operational stuff with it. Um, one of the things was money. Obviously, we're not putting in a large sum of money, but where's our money going? Um, how much, what's Jonathan's daily rate? What if the horse gets hurt? What if we win? Um how do we pay Jonathan? How do we pay the jockeys? How do how do we pay everybody? Was mm-hmm. one of the th- and for a long time, my answer was, um, I don't know. <laughs> but Jonathan's helped me out um, so much through this whole process. Obviously, he's an expert at it. Um, because honestly, when here I'm relaying, we should do this, but yet I don't know the answer to a lot of their questions. Sure, mm-hmm. and so that was that was a big hurdle, just because I've never been involved in something like this either. Um, and from the get-go, every single person involved, they wanted to do it the right way the first time, and so that that was all of their questions. Let's let's do it right. Um, let's know what we're fully getting before we get it. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, so, Michelle. Go ahead. So you guys got got it figured out, got it squared away. What was your budget? And how many horses did you think you wanted? And who was your first horse? So we thought we were only going to do one. It was right before the big Fresno Fair because we're all in the Fresno area. Um, so that's kind of our home track. And I told them it would be smart to claim somewhere between eight and 10. And let's up front have three months worth of dues up front. Yep. That way I'm not do every week for more money. Um, it's a good way to do it. And, and after the fair, we'll see where we go from here. Um, so we actually didn't claim a horse until I want to say about three weeks before the fair in October. Um, our first horse was Tiz Vicious, big horse, full. We were super excited about it. Um, did you funny. did you have to shake? We did. So at first, I was. I just remember I was nervous. It was one of the last races of the day at Golden Gate. It was on a Friday. I was like, man, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm off. Um, <laughs> I'll go join my friends at the bar. And so I did that. Watched the race, and then the assistant trainer calls me. He goes, "We're going to be shaking." And I said, "Oh, well, we all plan on this horse. I don't think we're going to win this shake. It's hard to win a shake." Yep. And so. Um, actually, I think the first shake we won, we won a six-person shake. Wow, it's not easy. And so that's lucky. Yeah. yeah, it's super lucky because I've I know a lot of people who've gone two months without winning a shake. Yep. Whether it's two people, six people, whatever, I I know how hard it is to win a shake. And speaking of shakes, it's kind of crazy. We've claimed five horses, I believe, so far, and we've won every shake. Wow. No way. That's amazing. It's unbelievable. The horse wow. that we claimed about from Golden Gate, we won a three-person shake, and I'm like, man, someone's looking out for us. Absolutely. <laughs> well, not always. Sometimes you don't want to yeah, win the shake. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Well, yeah. So going back to Tiz Vicious, um, we raced the second Friday of the big Fresno Fair. First race, I was, I 
I'm like, thank God I don't sit here all day stressing about it to get it over the first race. And obviously my phone, my phone's blowing up. Are you guys going to win? Are you guys going to win? I mean, I think, I hope, but it's not up to me. Um, and of course, we've gone off the favorite every single time too. That day we went off four to five and finished second. Oh, and, right. and you're like, eh, there is a feeling, you know, pe- look, you'd rather be four to five than 40 to one, right? You want to be the favorite. Right. That means you're in the right spot. But there is a, I, there is, I don't want to say it's pressure, but there is this feeling, there's an expectation when you're four to five that you win. So I imagine in your first race, your family was there, you were all excited. And there is, listen, that's what this game's about. Sometimes it's disappointing, right? Right, absolutely. And and that's what I tell people about horses. Nothing's guaranteed. Yep. Yeah. It's I, a four to five every single time. Why would you bet any other horse? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I have a question. What... Since you were a fan of the game for a long time, and obviously you played, you wagered, you know, you went to the track, you went with your grandfather. Now you're an owner. What are the, what are the things you've learned since you've become an owner that you just had no idea about before? I think the expenses. Um, I don't honestly. Growing up, I just thought, okay, if we're if I'm watching the claiming race. If the claiming race is twenty thousand dollars, that's what you pay, and you're you're good to go. Right. Um, no idea there was a daily fee. Obviously, it makes sense there's that fees, um, but I didn't really know all the expenses, and and more importantly, I didn't know how much work the backstretch guys put in on a daily basis to take care of your horse. Right. Yeah. That's. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a lot. That's interesting that you say that because I do say all the time, I, I think people go to the track, whether it's a big day like the Preakness coming up or just a, an average you know, Friday at Golden Gate, the people on the backstretch are working 24-7 to make sure your horses are okay. And the people who come to the track on those races, they just are there to enjoy, right? And I, it's, a, it's a much different perspective. Absolutely. And so once I first saw that... Um, I made it a point when the fair came around in Fresno, I'm going to take care of all the guys in my barn after one day of racing. I'll barbecue for you guys. I'll bring all the drinks. Just show up. Um, I asked them how many, just tell me how many people and I'll, I'll take care of it. And my family will take care of it. Um, all the partners will take care of it. And just show up. And so they told me maybe with you guys, 20. Okay. So my family and I planned on 20 people being there. Word got out. We're having a barbecue. <laughs> Every barbecue. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I need to go back to the store. So my back to the store, got more food, got more drinks. I mean, just kept it going. Because I think they don't get enough. The backstretch guys don't get enough credit. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. I, I Listen, I, I totally agree. Those guys are so such hard workers. Um, and, uh, we do our very best to make sure that they, they get, I love those. I think I'm with Michelle. I love those videos of the big races when they show the grooms rooting. Um, yeah. Right. Michelle. Those are, yes. Yeah. Those are the best. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, Robert Kachama joining us. What, what, Robert, don't, what do you do for a living? Cause you certainly don't claim horses for a living. <laughs> no, not. um, hopefully we get there someday, but. I, my day job is I sell bats to major league and minor league baseball players. And then I coach high school baseball 
um, in a conference where at a very high level. Really? You knew I was a baseball player, no, right? No, not, Billy's a baseball not, player. Not professionally. I'm not that Billy Koch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a laugh out of him, Michelle. Uh, you know, I, no, I, I Wait, played... Is there a famous Billy Koch that's yes. a baseball player? Yes, he was a pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays and the Oakland A's. He had a crazy goatee. He was like 6'4". I never told you guys that story? No. He he went to Clemson, and I was playing baseball at Northwestern, and I think he went right to, like to the big leagues. Like he was awesome. And my mom started getting calls that you know, congratulations! I can't believe your son's going to be a big league player. Meanwhile, I was you know uh, hitting sixth at Northwestern and winning academic Big Ten honors. Um, <laughs> so I was not a that Billy Koch. And my mom had to tell people like, no, 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 wrong guy. Other Billy Koch. That was the other oh. Billy Koch. Yeah, true story. <laughs> True story. How do you think about that? Robert, you've seen me in action. I mean, probably, right? You saw some of my highlights? All the time. Yeah. Every night on ESP. Yeah, yeah. Who's who? Do you sell bats to, like, Mike Trout? I wish. Everybody wants Mike Trout. Mike Trout um, has won one bat in his whole professional career and is a very loyal guy. And has, no matter how big he's gotten, he's kept his word and – I stuck with one company, and that's very rare nowadays. Well, tell, give us – yeah, brag a little bit. Give us some names. I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm going to the Dodger game tomorrow with my dad. So I started selling bats in 2017. Um, one of my first pro clients was Aaron Judge. He's pretty good. Then we got to Bryce Harper, Chris wow. Bryant. Wow. Some of those guys. Um, Ashley left the company and helped currently helping start a new company. Um, so we're kind of starting over again, which is fun. Uh, big league guys right now that we had order at spring training were Harper, but then obviously he got hurt. Yep. Um, he's back. Just came back. He's back and getting, oh, in, yeah. and getting in fights. Yep. I did see that on, uh, <laughs> on Sunday. that's the last thing the team wants you to do. Get hurt again. Yeah, exactly. Um, Speaking of your Dodger fan, I used to have Alex Verdugo. Well, I still do, but now he's with the Red I, Sox. Yeah, Red Sox. Uh, Willie Calhoun, uh, just two of the guys. Uh, my boss obviously worked with Jock Peterson. I didn't work with him, but my boss did when he was with the Dodgers. Nice. Uh, so, oh, this is great it, stuff. Fun. That's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. Michelle, I know Michelle has a horse racing question, so I'm sorry I went off on a tangent, Michelle. Go ahead. I sleep while you guys were no talking work. about sorry. baseball. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I don't get baseball. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Um, I'm like the lone person at horse racing, I think, that doesn't like baseball. That's okay. Everybody else seems obsessed with it. We won't judge you. Get it? Thank Ju- you. Judge I appreciate you. that. Aaron, judge you. Not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, so I want to know now that you've won Rookie of the Year and had a good 2022, what your future looks like for 2023, like how your year's going, and what your goals are as an owner. So we started 2023 off hot. We haven't lost. Wow. But with that being said, we've only raced twice. And then we got claimed. That horse got claimed, which she she's on fire right now. Golden Gate, Austrian Navy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Edwin Gonzalez actually came in for a couple of weeks from Gulfstream Park and rode her. Got us the win in January. And then Jonathan called me a couple days later. Okay, we're going to enter another race. I'm like, a week later? He goes, yep. We won that one again. Um, and then we got claimed, and she's been on fire ever since, like I said. Um, 
Right now, we only have one Hunter's Ghost. We were hoping he was going to race last weekend, didn't get in the race. Um, so we'll see what the book looks like next weekend and the weeks to come. Um, but if it were up to me, I need to talk to the partners a little bit more about it. But I think we want two or three horses for October um, mm-hmm. for the fair. But obviously, before October, you got to claim before then. So honestly, just having, I think my mindset and one thing I try to stress with the partners is if we have at least two horses, we give ourselves a better shot. Right. It's very, you never see a horse unless you have some freak that goes out and wins every single time. And it's not fair to the horse to expect them to win every single time. So if you have two horses, it keeps, it keeps the money flowing a little bit, hopefully. Um, And it gives you more than one chance to go see your horses. So if, if we're up to me, I think we would have about two horses every month or so right now for the, the rest of the year. That's very cool. Very cool, Robert. Michelle, I listen, we've taken up enough of your time, Robert. Um, I want to say personal congratulations. We always like when new people get into the game. Uh, please don't be a stranger. Come up to Michelle and I if you ever get down to Southern California or if we're ever up north. And, or or maybe one of the Breeders' Cups. Make sure you, you Fresno say, Fair. Fresno Fair. Yeah, I, I'd like to go to the Fresno Fair. I think it's beautiful up there. No, you got to come. So our very first race, Michelle, um, in Fresno, was our first race ever. Uh, I walked in the paddock and I saw your husband. I'm like, oh, shit, he's here. He's standing <laughs> running. I'm going to get my ass kicked. He's here. Hardly. Uh, but that was, that was the first thing I thought of because he was the first person I saw that day. Oh, that's um, so funny. In the paddock, and I'm like, Santa is going on right now. So he's here. Oh, man. Really, we just brought a local horse, so he had to be up there to make sure that she behaved herself. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do it. That's how we do it. Robert, last thing before we go. Give us your uh, Preakness thoughts. Shoot. I don't know. If you if you asked me my Kentucky Derby thoughts, if you bet the exact opposite, you would have made a lot of money. Yep. There you go. I felt the same way. <laughs> Michelle's, Michelle crushed. But come on, give us – does Mage win? How about that? Yes. Okay. Fair. Okay. Mage wins. I'm that guy that bets the chalk, but I, I think so. All right. Well, we're all rooting for him. And you know what? We're rooting for you too, Robert. Again, congratulations, TOC Co-Rookie of the Year. We wish you all the best as we head into the spring and summer here in Southern Cal and Northern California at the Ferris Circuit. Thanks for coming on the show today. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. All right. Thank that's, you. That's Robert Katiyama. And I just cut him off. I just hung up on him. Unbelievable. That wasn't very nice, though. No, it wasn't. It was not very nice. He was great, though. Good get, Michelle. I, I, it's great he to hear good. new voices and he new theories. George for that. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was really great. It, 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 it has improved my mood on the day. So um, how do we wrap this thing up? What's, uh, what's coming up at Santa Anita this weekend? I know I'm in a couple stakes, Michelle. Yeah, so coming up this weekend at the Great Race Place, Friday is Santa Anita Folding Chair Giveaway Day. Oh. And, of course, free admission. Uh, Saturday for the Preakness Stakes, we're actually doing a couple different food things at the Great Race Place. There's the Cajun Shrimp Boil, and there's also the Quarantine Pizza Pop-Up in the Loge Box Seats. And mm. those pizzas, if you're a pizza person, are look like, so good. Okay? Are they like Hot Pockets? No, they're like, they're um, like... 
like wood fired. They're like wood fired mm, pizzas. Interesting. So it's like a it's quarantine pizza is like a relatively well known pizza place, but they're yep. doing like a pop up okay. at Santa Anita. All right, very good. I like okay. that. And there's like a discount. Uh, there's a discount coupon on Senator's website for that, by the way. Very cool. Um, so I'm kind of sad I'm not there for that because that pizza looks so good. Okay. And for steaks, we have the Misdirection on Saturday. Yeah. And then on Sunday, we have the Desert Code Steaks, both of those down the hill. And we also have the Cajun Shrimp Boil continuing on for Sunday. Michelle, will Little Red Feather go two for two in the down the hill steaks this weekend? Who do you have running in them? Elm Drive, first time on grass. We were, you know. Oh, are you hoping it rains again? I don't think it's gonna. No, I, listen. <laughs> no, we we've been trying to we, listen. We won that race, the 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 Grade Three Monrovia. The mm -hmm. next stake for sprinting fillies and mares is the Great Lady M on July Fourth. Oh my gosh! So if you have a horse that's doing really well, like like she is right now, like you have to you have to run. Like you can't just right. sit in the barn. Um, so we we've always wanted to try her on grass. You know, she's a daughter of Mohamed, who is a daughter of who, Michelle? Uh, just Whistle Dixie, isn't she? No, tap it. Oh, you're talking about sires. I'm talking about sires. Tap it. Oh. Um, and tappets do run on the grass. She's kind of a turfy looking filly, kind of. You know, she's not like some big strapping you know i just want to throw this out there yeah. mohamed is out of just whistle dixie out of yes i meant yes. who's he by i should have said okay. my bad um so we're gonna try it and then okay. and then, then what do you have in the conclu race? conclude comes back in the desert oh. code he was very disappointing as the favorite last time we found out after the race he was actually sick um mm -hmm. so he's much better now and we expect a much better performance from conclude on Sunday. And you don't have to tangle with us. And I don't have to tangle with you. Thank God. Because your so horse you can is really fast. Speed. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But I'm going to see you at Pimlico. We're going to have some fun. Let's let's make sure We're we We're going to go cheer on Nagarok and let's, Beer Man. Let's do it. On uh, on Friday, I'm going to see you for the Black Eyed Susan. And then a big day at Pimlico on Saturday. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Uh, Gainsway and uh, Santa Anita and Del Mar. And obviously, we are part of the In The Money Media Network. Uh, I can be reached at uh, on Twitter, uh, even though I hate Twitter, uh, BKLRF, at the Michelle U, at Own a Horse. If you want to tweet at the show, we send out the... Uh, and Billy, I have a Twitter or a TikTok challenge for you. I, I, you know I don't like TikTok. What am I doing? It's because Bruno Mars is playing the infield at Preakness. Oh, I saw that. Going to. Yeah. So there is a TikTok challenge where you have to see how many Bruno Mars songs you know. Okay. I, I don't know any Bruno Mars songs. I, I what? You don't know any Bruno Mars songs? I give me one. I don't know. Give me one. Cause you're amazing. Oh yeah, just, just the way you are. Yeah, that's good. That's our theme song. Isn't that the song that you and I sang at our wedding? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Okay. All right, we'll do that. I'm okay. gonna send you. You have to. You have to complete it. Okay, you got it, Michelle. Anything for you? Thanks, Michelle. You're the best. We'll see you at Pimlico. Good luck, everybody. Hi ho, Pimlico. Woo!